thank you, Jungle Jim. Why, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my gosh, you just set the tone for this entire podcast, the way you pound the keys on that synthesizer, cranking it out over there. You're just a, a musical genius. I don't know where you got that song from. How that you know, it's amazing that you created that out of thin air. Yeah, look at you over there, blushing Jungle Jim. That's right, Jungle Jim in the corner, our musical director. I'm Tim Marr. This is Valley Up. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful experience out there in this world that we live in. Broadcasting from the Bowel Studio located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River. Oh man, that river, that river flows right up into the Great Lake of Ontario. Get a map, get a satellite, take a look. The smallest of the Great Lakes. From Lake Ontario, you can get to the Atlantic Ocean via 1,000 Islands on the St. Lawrence Seaway, all the way, way up past Quebec City, uh, come on to the mountain there, and there you are on the Atlantic Ocean, all the way around the world, just like my voice. You can also go the opposite direction to find yourself right in Buffalo, New York with Niagara Falls. Grab yourself a barrel, hop over the falls, go a little north into that great town of city of Toronto. Arts Mecca, Athletic Mecca, Cuisine de Jour. Fantastic. Cuisine de Jour. Jim, what do you think of that? Doesn't that make me sound like I'm sophisticated? Yeah, that makes me sound like I'm sophisticated. Cuisine de Jour. All kinds of cuisine up there in Toronto. You get over that barrel in Niagara Falls, you find yourself Great Lake Erie. Heading into the, all the other Great Lakes. Lake Erie right side out of Cleveland. That's enough of the geography. That is enough of the geography. Man, what exciting, what exciting scientific news, you know, with the Webb telescope up there showing us images of, of, of galaxies and just way, you know, like a time warp. It's hard for me to get my mind around it that you're, you know, I'm looking at things that happened millions of years ago. It's like a time warp. I can't, I just can't get my head around that, number one. Number two, just how vast space is. It's amazing how vast space is. What an exciting endeavor it was when we first decided way back, you know, against, you know, U.S. versus Russia, 1v1, U.S. v. Russia, 1959. I think it was 1959 that Russia sent Sputnik up. Maybe it was a little before that. And I said, wow. The U.S. said, hey, Russia is going to space, man. We better get into this race, this space race. And then in his famous speech, I believe it was in 1961, when John F. Kennedy said, by the time this decade is over, we will take a man to the moon and return him safely to Earth before this decade is over. Not because it's easy, but because it's hard. That's what he used to say to Marilyn Monroe. Not because it's easy, Maryland, but it's hard. It's hard, Maryland. It's not easy, it's hard. He took that metaphor of Marilyn. It's not easy, it's hard, and he applied it to space. And off in space we went. Crazy, and of course he was assassinated tragically. But there we were, scientists not even knowing what they were doing. How are you going to get to space? It was crazy. Imagine that. Five years earlier, you're here. Next thing you know, you got to get a man to the moon. A man at the time, yes, to the moon and back safely. Didn't have a clue. Never even put a man into space. You know, at the altitude that Elon Musk's giant penis was putting people into space. I mean, that, that's what. That's essentially what um, Alan Shepard went up and he went up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. John Glenn orbited the Earth. That was huge. Just went around the Earth. 
I mean, these little teeny tin cans, the mercury capsules, and they get into the Gemini capsules. You know, you're talking 64 and 65 and Gemini capsules. Two astronauts now orbiting the Earth. And these little teeny, I don't know if you've ever been to the Smithsonian, it's seen these, but these little teeny capsules, you know, like being in a Volkswagen bug, smaller than a Volkswagen bug, top of this huge rocket orbiting the Earth. I remember what a big deal it was when, when a man walked into space. Walked into space. Oh my God, it was 1965. I think it was Edward White. Walked into space. Wow. Walking into space, tethered, tethered. You know, orbiting the Earth. Gemini. That's how they would dock with you. Know, one time, two of them went up and they docked. You know, they met in space. It was great. You know, every 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 time they fired one of them rockets up, it was a huge event. Tragedy struck with Apollo One. Tragic fire taking away uh, three astronauts. My favorite astronaut, too, at the time, Gus Grissom. Gus Grissom had a mishap with his Apollo capsule. I believe he was the second man to go up, and his capsule took on some water, sunk. They finally retrieved it about five or ten years ago. And um, uh, But Gus Grissom, Edward Chaffee, and Ed White. Who was that Chaffee? John, and Ed White, the first man to walk, so he died tragically in a fire, an Apollo 1 fire. First astronauts to die on the ground in a test, a test flight. It's horrible. Set back the program. But then again, we fired it back up. 1968. 1968, an Apollo. Three men crammed in this capsule with a lunar module. And the lunar module, you know, the skin on the lunar module is like tinfoil. It was as thick as tinfoil. The thing was so fragile. Shoot off from Earth. The first astronauts to orbit, leave Earth's orbit and orbit the moon. Right around Christmas, Christmas Eve, they went around the dark side of the moon. You couldn't hear them. Then they came back and they, and they read the beautiful passage on Christmas Eve. And there you saw, um, you saw Earth, the first Earth rise. It's unbelievable because up until that point we never saw Earth from a different perspective. And there it was, this Earth ride. It was over the moon. It was unbelievable. Beautiful, classic, iconic picture. This beautiful blue marble we live on. It's fragile. And then they returned safely. And then in July of 1969, July of 1969, off went Apollo 11. Landing on the moon on July 20th, 1969. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins in the capsule. Apollo 11, 1969. Goes from Earth to the moon. Puts three, two men on the moon and one orbits. Eight days, three hours, and 18 minutes and 35 seconds. That's what it took. It launched 96,785 pounds. That's what it was. Crew size was three. It launched on the 16th of July at 1.32. Saturn V. The famous Saturn V rocket. Saturn V rocket. <laughs> and it landed on July 24th at 4.50 in the northern Pacific Ocean. Apollo 11. 1969 lands on the moon. They step out on the moon, they're out there for a couple hours, walking around, get about 47 pounds worth of rocks, and they come back to Earth. And then another one went up, and I believe we went up until like 14. And then, then Earth lost its interest, and then of course there was the famous Apollo 13. 
Apollo 13 was where uh, people got interested again in the space program because it was almost a, a tragedy with the mishaps in Apollo 13, kind of like people watched the Indy 500 for the crashes. And then it stopped. Then we stopped. We just stopped. Stopped going to the moon. Then in the, you know, seven, we just stopped going. I don't even know what we did. We stopped going to the moon. We had a car on the moon, driving a Jeep on the moon. And then in the, seven, in the 80s, the space shuttles developed. Again, the space shuttle had some tragedies with the space shuttle, of course, Columbia and Challenger, just two tragic flights. <clears throat> it is risky to go into space, and it's very risky. But I didn't get this. I never understood the space shuttle, because the space shuttle had the loading bay, and the space shuttle would go up, and it had the arm, and people would walk around. So they were all, it seemed like in the space shuttle, they were always going up into space to fix something. They were always going up into space to fix the space shuttle. Oh, we're going to go, now we have the arm, and now we're going to fix the space shuttle. Well, they're going up into space to fix a telescope. Or they're going up in space to bring parts up to the space station. But the space shuttle, the claim to fame of the space shuttle is reusable. You flew it up. You flew around Earth. You did. They did some stuff up there. You know, you never know what the, we were going to do some very important experiments. And then they land the thing. Space shuttle. You know, I thought it was kind of boring. To be honest. I thought the space shuttle was boring. Because if you think about it, we're going and they're orbiting the Earth and they're doing all the things that were done in the 60s. In the 80s, they're doing what was done in the 60s. They're going around the planet. There are guys walking, women walking in space. Okay, they're not tethered. they got a jetpack like the Jetsons, flying around like Star Trek, whatever. And But they're, they're, just, they're just orbiting. They're doing the same stuff. You could close your eyes and change the shape. So now here we are. And the news is, the big news is, we're going to land. We're going to go back to the moon. We're going to go back to the moon and land on the moon. But but they're pumping up. We're going to the moon, and it's going to take us two years to get to the moon. It's going to take us two years. To, what happened to all that technology from the '60s? I mean, my God, in the '60s they went up on a firecracker in this little teeny capsule, like a uh, I don't know, like a nipple. They went up in this firecracker with a with a landing module with with walls as thick as tinfoil. Their batteries. Were less than were the strength of the batteries was less than those in the, in the amount of your iPhone, and they got to the moon and back. And now, 50, 60 years later, you're telling me it's going to take us two years to get to the moon? After all the stuff, they all the trial and error, and how they figured all that out, you can't take that stuff that happened in the 60s and apply it today and make something better in less than two. It would. And now there's like this big. This big excitement, so they're going to set up a ship and they're going to orbit the moon. Well, whoopee shit and do. We've already orbited the moon. They orbited the moon in 1968. They orbited the moon in 1968. I would think we would be able to land a ship on the moon at the drop of a hat. You could just go back to the old plans and just modify them a little, spruce them up. You have better materials. They should be able to launch a rocket to the moon in, in, in a year. We're going to the, you know, just the only thing that it should take to do is build the darn thing. We've been there. But the question is, why do we stop? Why did they stop going to the moon and build shuttles and fly around the earth and fix things? You know why? A little sip of coffee here. Hmm. If we never stopped going to the moon, you know, 55 years ago, or... 
48 years ago or whenever we, if we didn't ever, ever stop going to the moon, imagine where we would be right now. Imagine where we'd be if we didn't stop going to the moon. I think it was like the 1973 or four or two or whatever. But imagine if we didn't stop where we would be right now. And now they're trying to catch up because we stopped. We would, I think if we hadn't stopped, and I don't know why we stopped, but if we hadn't stopped, we'd be on Mars by now. Moon would be like a, you know, it would be a fast forward joint. Moon would be a place where you hung out. You know, it took them eight days. That, that round trip in Apollo 11 in 1969 was eight days, 30 hours, blah, 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 blah. You could be to the moon, Bob. You could probably get to the moon. It's just like flying a jet, you know. When you first flew, went up in airplanes, it was, oh, my God, you know, a little rock boat took you forever. Now you go up in a jet, whoop, whoop, you're down, up and down. You can fly across the country in what? Two hours, hour, maybe that. You could be to the, probably get to the moon. You could probably get to the moon. You could probably get to the moon in about three. It'd be flying to the West Coast by now. Hang out on the moon. I mean, geez, you can go underwater. You could hang out on the moon. You could have a little colony on the moon. You could have a hotel on the moon. Nice little pit stop. And boom, we'd be on Mars. Why did it? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Now we're getting all jacked up because we're going to the moon. You can't repeat that excitement. Now it's like a practical thing. We're going to the moon. Well, didn't we already do that? Why did we stop? I don't get it. We're going, and it, oh, well, it's going to be great. And then we're going to go to Mars. We'll get to Mars in 10 years. We should have been to Mars 10 years ago. If you can go to the moon with the batteries of an iPhone and tinfoil and keep bringing people back and forth and land a little teeny, teeny speck into the Pacific Ocean and find it. In 1969, 68, 67, 66, landing these little, these little teeny capsules flipping into the ocean. The ocean's huge. And right there, they'd be pinpointing. They'd get the thing. They'd find that thing. It's amazing. Where would we be? We'd be in Mars. We would be colonizing Mars. I don't get it. So now we're going back and we're all jacked up. But now there's, I, I, I don't know how you get enthused about it. Or, or you just kind of say, well, why don't, what's taking so long? And now with the, the Webb telescope, you can see how wild and how vast and how expansive space is. And all I can wonder is, why did we stop? Well, it was a waste of money. A waste of money? We're a little teeny speck of this huge, vast entity we call space, man. Who knows what it's a waste of money? A waste of money? We're about to work. We're like way behind the eight ball. We built planes that you could fly around Earth and fix telescopes and get out of arms and, and you know, go in cargo bays and do stuff that really wasn't, didn't look interesting. I'm sure it was important, but it didn't look interesting. Ay, ay, ay. So now we're going to the moon. It's great. I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea we're going back to the moon. I just don't know why we stopped. I think it's exciting. I think space travel is exciting. I think it is the, the you know, as Captain Kirk would say, it is the last frontier. You know, imagine if, if imagine if Lewis and Clark, you know, just start going across. All right, that's enough. We did it. All right, we're back. Okay, let's explore and do more later. There's no reason to go west. It's there. Well, then, you know, Native Americans would have been better off if we didn't do that. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe Mars is better off if we don't do that. Mars garbage. You know, already they found some rope on Mars not too long ago. But it's exciting. We're going back to the moon. We're going back to the moon. This time, I hope we keep going. We just keep going and going and going. You know, it's amazing, the technology. They're going to be jacked up more than the power on iPhones, and we're going to be off to the moon. 
but no one can have that famous speech where you say, we're going to do it in, we're going to go to the moon in two years. Well, so what, we've been there. You can't, you can't get fired up in this decade and back. Now there's going to be a race, and I got China, and I got, and what's wild is nobody owns the moon. You know, nobody owns it. We, I think the U.S., I think we kind of think we own the moon because we're the only one with a flag up there. and We've been there. And it's got to be really frustrating if you're another country and, you, you know, you're, first of all, you look at the U.S. And, you know, oh, my God, they, they got everything. You know, they do everything over there. But the U, you can't tell me that people in the U.S. don't think that we own the moon because we got there first. And imagine being in another country and thinking, wow, there's the moon. Boy, the U.S. got there. Is the moon part of the U.S.? Because that's going to become an issue. Who owns the moon? Yo, what happens if, like, you know, China and Russia and the U.S. are all on the moon at the same time, in the same place? What happens? Man, man, oh man, a shabbat. Wow. I hope all that stuff we have around here going on Earth we don't bring into space. I hope space is a whole different perspective. I hope we don't go up to space to conquer space go up to space to learn about space. I think, that was, I think that was the initial objective of explorers. They're supposed to go around and learn and explore. See what's out there. Not conquer. Not suppress. That all got ass backwards. But it's exciting. It's ex Jim, isn't it? I hear you, Jim. Isn't it exciting? We're going to the moon, Jim. We're going to the moon in two years. They're going to be orbiting soon. And you know what? I hope they take one of your recordings up there and I can just hear your music on the moon. Send me to the moon, Jimmy boy. Jungle Jim, that's Jungle Jim. I'm Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Bye-bye.